Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, well, hello. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is terribly exciting. Judith, are you there in Oxfordshire? I'm so here in Oxfordshire. Poised, I'm ready, so, absolutely. I'm so here in uh, in Campbell SE5. And uh, listen, it's, it's kind of party time, Judith, because uh, Daisy, the producer, has just informed us that... What do you tell them? Would you believe we have reached one million listeners, downloads, whatever it is you say? Yeah, we're, we're not sure how many turned off. We're not sure how many turned off as soon as they started. Don't but the fact that. is, the fact is, they clicked on a link. A million people at some point over the last oh, what is it? It's not quite two years. It's well, I think it's getting that way, isn't it? But it's we've been boosted in lockdown. With we've, we've been with yeah. fueled. By rock, People have got fuck all else to do. Fuck <laughs> all else to do, Judith. <laughs> so we're going though, to... Yeah, it? it's really good. It's really good. And everybody is terribly welcome. And uh, stick with us. Because we know stuff. We and we're going to tell you stuff. stuff. And right now, we're going to uh, have a Blow little... Blow our own um, trumpets about it. We're going to literally... Blow our own trumpets. Well, I'm about not blowing it. a trumpet, Judith. I've I've created a musical instrument out of household items. Um, so we're going to uh, have the theme tune. Daisy's going to queue up the theme tune after Judith okay. has counted us in, okay. and then we are going to accompany the theme tune mm-hmm. with our homemade instruments. Yes. Okay. 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 One, um, two. I like this bit, by the way. Okay. I'm really, I'm really getting into this. One, two. Oh, one, two, three, four. I can't remember the tune at all. Okay, okay, right, Judith. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna. I think you have to stop now. <laughs> we I have lost we, it, haven't we? We have yeah, lost it, by the way. We might yeah, have on. both chosen the same thing. Oh, no, I think that's unlikely. I, my my directive to you was my idea. I should say, very bossy directive was a homemade wind instrument and you you misunderstood yeah, the email I, thought you I meant sent farting. yesterday. <laughs> I thought I thought it was a joke email when you sent that when you said um, I think we should uh, use homemade wind instruments. Mm. I thought well that's quite a tall order Judith because I'm a windy woman as we all know but I'm not I'm not <laughs> musical. I haven't got a musical arse. <laughs> You well, know, there's nothing about me that's mu- Well, I know, I know. I mean, you know, I've done a few big ones today. I, I, you know, couple <laughs> <laughs> sounded like you know World War Two. Get in your bunker, get in your bunker now. But nothing that sounded like our theme tune. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say. So, do you want to guess what my musical instrument was? Give it me again. Hold on, let me say. say. Well, it's, I'm very disappointed in it because when I was a child growing up in the '60s. This almost counted as something you could play in an orchestra. I'm going to give right. it a go now. 
Sounds if really works. He's sick. It sounds if you might as well be sick. Well, yeah, if I did it anymore, I would choke and be sick. Right, because okay. what I've done, I've got a comb, Judith. Oh, you've told me that. I wanted to guess. Is well, I'm really comb? sorry, but I was, I was getting bored already. <laughs> So you're playing was, the comb. You're playing yeah. the comb. Yes, but I do remember really... that was a bit of a thing, wasn't it? What oh, was you your instrument, Judith? What did you make? Well, uh, well. <laughs> oh dear. God, I sound like I sound like um, a squeaky toy. Well, I just thought. I thought that. Well, you know, we're going to be talking about the puppy in the house in a minute. But yeah. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, that it sounded a bit like some puppy business going on. No, nothing um, to do with puppy. No, it's to do it. Okay, think about think about your your potato crop onto which we must come. That which you sent the hilarious photo of yesterday on the on the notice board. Think about um, potato crops and the outside. Is it a mother. cane? Have you taken a cane? No. <laughs> Have you rolled up some newspaper? <laughs> What do you have in a greenhouse? What do you have in a greenhouse and a garden? Well, I don't know. In it. A water, oh, a watering can. Yes, I'm playing the watering can very badly. Is it, the, is, is it a plastic one with a big round end with holes in? Well, I had to take that off, otherwise, how would I be able to play it? No, well, I thought maybe. To... Well, no, Judith, bear with me now because <laughs> I thought that you might be able to fashion a more musical musical instrument if you had the piece of the watering can. Right, mm. with the round bit on with the holes. And then yep. with your fingers, you could stop and start the holes like it was a recorder. Do you know, the thought crossed my mind when I picked up this watering can and took the top off. It, it sort of did, but it hadn't kind of developed as much as your did. I didn't really think about it in the kind of, you know, like a recorder where you touch some of the holes. I see where you're coming from. I'm going to try at some point the end of the watering can. And I may play it to you. Okay, right. but I, I'm not sure you should come back until we've learnt the tune. Actually, do you know what? We've got a listener, Jane with a Y, she's 61. And she has offered Judith, I don't know whether you read this email. Um, uh, it came in last week and she's offered to learn the older and wider theme tune on her ukulele. Now, I don't want to open wow. the floodgates of middle-aged women playing ukuleles. Any you just have. I think well, you, I, just I, have. you know, I'm, as, as soon as Jane has learned to play this, we must <laughs> shut the floodgates of the middle-aged female ukulele player. But I if think, Jane yeah. manages that, we're going to play it, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally going to play that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, yeah. we're no, going to yeah. yeah, to the on, big what? news of the week, Judith. It's, it's over to you, really. It's over to you and your new baby. My new baby! Oh God! Your new baby. When you said that just then, <gasps> yes. Did your womb flip? Probably did. I mean, it, yeah. So, 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 so at the weekend, as you know, we went yeah. to meet the puppy. We had half an hour of puppy time. We were allowed contact time with the puppy. Well, I went to this breeder's house. Do you know what? Yeah. It wasn't what I was expecting. You know, okay. I was, I was thinking, you know, because she's very, 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 very top hole kind of breeder. You know, mm. I mean, she's mm. kind of bossy, and she's, you know, she knows. I've what got she's posh doing. bungalow in my head. Have you? Interesting. Interesting. I and Mike, we, we didn't talk about this, but I think both of us in our heads, we've got, you know, we've got horse boxes. We've got four-wheel drive. We've got gravel. We've got, you know, we, we've got quite quite a lot of sort of rural stuff going on generally. So put the, Basically, put the Judith, thing in. did you want to be what? adopting your puppy from somewhere quite posh? <laughs> I think I probably did deep down inside. You I'm wanted it to come from a good myself. home. <laughs> 
I'm ashamed of myself, yeah. but yeah. actually, you know, because obviously you do what you do, you put the postcode in, it was like, oh God, it took ages to get there. Middle of this sort of flat bit of kind of Peterborough or something near Peterborough, anyway. And uh, so we thought, oh, oh, really? This is a bit strange, isn't it? So, oh, yeah, it was kind of um, a very, very strange road. And, um, yeah, I, I don't even know whether she lives there, but, we, but, but it's, there was nothing rural about it at all. And, oh, my God, the smell when you open the door. I mean, it's a dog breeder's house, isn't yeah. it? So it's got yeah. it, you know. But but I like the smell, smell of dog. I mean, I do like the smell of dog, but in very, very small doses. But it was like a, whoa, well, a dog, God. A dog shouldn't smell, though. Isn't it like fish shops? That if it's clean and everything's fresh, it shouldn't smell. <laughs> well, that's a, well, you've never had a dog, have you? I mean, dogs no, do smell no, a bit. And but certainly Judith, wet dog, sorry you know, to interrupt. Right. I haven't yeah, had on. a dog. Yes. I haven't had a Fine. dog. Okay, but I've had a wet blazer. What do you mean a, a wet, wet blazer? A wet blazer, a wet school blazer, smells of dogs. Oh, does it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, you could yeah. be right. You could yeah. be right. So smell quite difficult. Actual house bit difficult. Um, a yard full of these dogs, very well behaved. I have to say, could see oh. why she's a bossy champion breeder. Really, yeah. you know, like all. Yeah, not too much barking either. But anyway, the sort of the context of of you know was quite difficult to deal with. But then Jenny, then she yeah. went to get her. She went oh. to get her. Where were you she sitting? Were you outside? No, we were. No, we were inside. But then we had to go and sit outside in the sort of yard. Yeah. You know. But basically, no. I mean, I remember. It's like it's like when they handed me Sienna or Ellen. You know, when you've just given birth. That moment, I mean, it's terrible, ashamed of myself that it's like this, but the moment that she came out with it and I took, you know, sort of, I saw her walk over towards me and her little face and she gave it to me. And honestly, I think, I think I said things like this, Jenny, and I'm ashamed oh, of myself, Jesus, I think. No. Oh, God, go on. Go I know, on, Judith, I know. what you say? I could have to rain myself, but it was like... Oh, little darling, oh, you are so cool. Yeah, I mean, it was you, you are but so Judith. beautiful. Okay, her. but I know you're saying that out loud, but in your head, mm. were you thinking those thoughts or were you actually going, Jesus, what have I done? Because that is exactly what happened to me when they gave me Phoebe, when she'd just been born. In my mouth and out of my mouth, I was saying all the right words. I was saying, yeah. oh, oh, my daughter. Oh, oh, I love you. Oh, oh. And in my head, I was going, Jesus Christ, what have I done? <laughs> Wait, oh wait, my god because you struggled at the beginning didn't you i know i you did, so you just wanted yeah, to yeah, run a yeah. hundred miles yeah, if i'd been physically capable of getting out of that bed and scarpering into the night i'd have gone would you really Gosh, yeah god that's very honest of you to say and i know how well it got better well, just a bit, just a bit. No, I no, it isn't what's just coming out of my mouth. No, I just, I genuinely had a physical sort of, um, well, yeah, yeah, you, you just... Was it visceral? In my womb. Well, I think it was. Oh. I mean, I genuinely think it was. You know, and I just, I'm, now I'm just thinking of her and kind of what, how she felt in my arms and how, how she smelt and her little... You know, the top of her head and her little her ears are all so shiny. And, and honestly, I... I, I would have liked to have sort of smuggled her away and brought her back straight away. So I why couldn't you? Because I thought you love her. Okay, you love her for now because she Let's hasn't see. pissed on your carpet yet or shat <laughs> <Yes>. anywhere <laughs> that you can't find, but you can vaguely smell it. It's a very shiny dog. She's a very shiny dog. I've seen the photo on our um, yes, older and wider 
Instagram notice board. And she's yeah. shiny, but her eyes weren't open. Uh, can her, will she open her eyes, or are they glued down? Oh, no, she, What's wrong no, with her no eyes? maybe it was just a bad photograph. But no, she. I think she. she no, no, she had her. She had her eyes open, but she. She's very. I think. Um. She. 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 She apparently is the sort of quietest of the litter. She's the Aww. most. Um. Let you know the least needy. According to according to the breeder, which yeah. is great, you know, yeah. so, so potentially less yeah. mad. Um, yeah. And she was just very, very, very content to be in my. Did arms she snuggle into your bosom? Oh, did she, she did. Oh. Oh. she did. I am honestly totally in love. I keep thinking about her. And why did you call her now. Poppy? Was it instantly as soon as you saw her, you thought she's Poppy? Well, no, Ellen thought about Poppy and then I'd independently thought about Poppy and then the woman said that when she comes out, you know, with her food or whatever, she shouts puppy, puppy, puppy. So actually we sort of thought, oh, that probably makes a bit of sense. But kind of, you know, sexistly, I think a girl dog, some, you know, and needs to end in a sort of why. I mean, that's very sexist, isn't it? But um, so, yeah, and, and, and actually the girls used to call my dad Poppy. It was a sort of affectionate thing. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's all. I like the name. I like. So you're still buying it presents and jumpsuits and little, <laughs> you know, cashmere throws and stuff like that. Well, it's, just a, it's a bit like going to job. I mean, you know that face. You remember that face? It's terribly middle class. But did you have a phase before Phoebe was born where you went to John Lewis and you kind of had a whole list, like a wedding list? They did a, probably still do, a whole kind of maternity list that they didn't sort of activate until you. No. No, Judy, I did delivered. not go into John Lewis because I was 28 and I don't think I went into John Lewis until I was in my 30s. I didn't, Is that you know, right? I, yeah, I went to mother care. Oh. There was a mother care in Peckham that um, I got most of my stuff from. I think, though, we might have got the pram from somewhere proper and posh, um, <laughs> but I didn't understand the joys uh, Peter Jones or John Lewis until I was a bit older. Yeah, I was, a, don't, I was quite a young no. mother. I was, a, yes. you know, well, yes, I was still a bit of a punk me. rocker. <laughs> Didn't know what I was doing. It was yeah. terrifying. Well, you wouldn't have been seen dead in bloody John Lewis, would you? No, not at that age. No, not no, at that age. No, no, let alone... In case I alone. caught middle age. Let um, alone enjoying the haberdashery department, you probably didn't even know what the bloody thing was. I, I wouldn't have known where it was, but now, oh God, oh. you know, I'm really glad I've paced myself because there's so much I'm enjoying now that I didn't allow myself to enjoy when I was a younger woman. Absolutely. So, yeah, so what are you buying the dog? <laughs> uh, well, it's a very, very long list. So um, uh, I've got crates organised and um, actually I'm going shopping with Sienna tonight. It's a bit, it is a little bit like going to a sort of um, maternity, then mother care, isn't it? So we're looking for you know, <laughs> treats, to, treats to buy and little toys and squeaky things and a collar. And yeah, oh. it was a massive, massive. Oh, really Did you meet her brothers and sisters? How many is she yes. of a, li I mean, how many siblings has she got? I think she's got seven siblings. And okay. we met the mum and the dad and um, haven't washed my jumper since I bought it back because it still oh, smells. And smells of her. I know. Yeah. Do you think I'm actually? Do you know what? I think I might actually start to. Well, no, I think I might need to rein myself in a bit. Jenny, don't well, you think? Are you going to go off me? Stop? Well, I will tell you, Judith, but the trouble is I'm not <laughs> seeing you face to face. And if I get a whiff of you, if the first time I see you and you smell like some mad dog woman, I will have to tell you. I mean, my, my worst fears are that I turn up to surprise you and you stink to high heaven of dog and you've got a ukulele <laughs> under your arm. And then I'm just going to have to say, I'll, I'll come back another day. Anyway, I know I'm delighted for you because I know that last week, uh, between you and me, you were getting a bit anxious about the arrival of the dog. And I think you needed, yes. Yes. you needed the physical reality of holding her to actually sort of... Because 
I had a doggy visit as well. I had the family over. Uh, oh, God, that's exhausting, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Can we go back into lockdown? Fall down lockdown, <laughs> thanks very much. Uh, no, it was delightful. But um, uh, how many my... people came? How many? There were nine of us. There were nine of us oh, for lunch. God. My brother and my niece weren't there because they'd had to go to Durham to get all her stuff out of her halls of residence and move it into a house share that she's going to be living in from September <gasps> onwards. Hopefully, you know, that if phase. that's... Uh, I remember that phase. Yeah, you? yeah, you know, you do the... Well, I never went into halls of residence because, of course, I refused. So I spent my first year at drama school. I was such an idiot, Judith. I really just thought I knew everything. And I knew fuck all. And so I went to drama school, right? And I got my place... And because I'm lazy, I'm really lazy, I've got problems. And my mother at that time sort of started getting odd illnesses. You know, she was either having a cyst removed or a kidney came out or, you know, she had quite dramatic illnesses now and again. Yes, yeah, sounds and so, like it. Yeah, I was kind of left to my own devices to find somewhere to live. And I just didn't do it, Judith. I just didn't get on with it. Well, wait, hold on. I've forgotten where you were. Which where, I went where to Manchester. You? I went to Manchester oh, Polytechnic yeah. School Theatre. It was a drama okay. school, proper sort of accredited drama school in those days, and it was in Didsbury. And anyway, I was talking to my friend Janet Billing, who lived next door but three, and I said, I'm, I'm going in like a month, but I haven't got anywhere to live. And she said, well, that's absolutely ridiculous, because she was very organised and she was going to art school and she had everything sorted out. So she said, right, we are going to... And I don't have no recollection how we did it, how we found somewhere, because, you know, there's no internet. Um, I don't know whether we phoned the college, whether they sent us a list of... Basically, in the yeah. end, yeah. it was more or less digs that I ended up in. It Gosh. was, um, yeah, instead of instead of going to halls of residence and being surrounded by loads of people of my age and yeah. living sort of, you know, near the the, the uh, drama school. Campus. Yeah, well, it wasn't a campus. It wasn't that kind of thing. It was actually mm. in an old cinema, uh, oh, my yeah. drama school. It was really nice. So it was just a cinema, this old cinema and a pub, and that was about it. But so if you wanted to be in halls of residence, you were part of the, uh, you know, the other Manchester universities and colleges and stuff like that. Anyway, I ended up renting this room, and it wasn't even a room of my own, Judith. I had to share it with a girl that I had no idea who she was going to be. It was the only thing left. Me and my friend Janet Billing, we went to Manchester to look at this place. Literally, it was the last one on the list. Oh, my God, Jenny. it was this old woman, and she had this room, this double bedroom, in her 1930s semi. It was small, right? And the bedroom had two single beds in it. She said, you'll be in that one and whoever takes that one will be in that one. Because you didn't even know who was going to share your room. No, no. Good I, grief, I, Jenny. And I kind of didn't want to upset my mum and dad by saying, you know, I've fucked this up. I've done, I made Aww. a terrible mistake. Because, you know, my sister had done it properly and she'd gone to she did. Uh, King's she did. and been in yeah. halls of residence for the first year, then found a flat with a load of girls and, you know, lived in one of those kind of sitcom lives in the late 70s. Uh, and yeah. there was me and I got this dreadful double bedroom with, and it didn't have a kitchen. The kitchen was in a tiny converted other bedroom, which oh. had... Um, it just yeah, it had a vanity unit oh, uh, for a kitchen Jenny. sink and, and a, a baby belling. You fed up. You must have been terribly homesick. Well, no, because I found cider and boys were in Manchester, <laughs> so and and that was all right. And then I had this lucky smoke, and I, I don't really know whether I should. 
I always felt at some time, Judith, that when I was gigging around the country that she'd, she'd come, turn up one day and she was the girl that turned up to share this bedroom with me and her oh, name yeah. is Julie oh, Gilvery. Yeah. And she right. was a she was a butcher's daughter from Sheffield, and um, she was she doing up. drama like you? Was she doing the same no, course? No, she was doing textiles and sewing. She was doing Gosh. pattern design and all that in another bit of the of Manchester colleges and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So um, when I my mum and dad dropped me off, right? You know, they take you to your place, and oh, my mother looked okay. a bit horrified because you I know bet it was it was just it was just a house in the middle of a housing oh. estate. Oh. Oh, by Jenny. a sort of recreation bound. It was absolutely nowhere near anything. And anyway, this girl came in and she had a bottle of martini under one arm. And I oh, thought, yeah. it's okay, she's okay, she's going to be she's going to be fine. We're going to be friends. And we were really good friends. Oh, and, thank God. Uh, I know. That was a close shave, we, though, wasn't it? It was oh God, it was dreadful. I can't tell you how dreadful the whole thing was but we still tried to smuggle boys in it was ridiculous <laughs> this woman this old woman slept did next door it's it like living with your nana <laughs> anyway where did you live when you first went to oh i went into a, as you were saying all that lots of things were coming back to me that i hadn't thought about in absolute years i started at essex university and then i sort of transferred to leeds because i had a boyfriend at leeds and uh, so I started, obviously I got things organized, you know, yeah. for months, of course I had. Um, so in one of those things where you share a kitchen, you know, and there's about sort of 20 of you and you all have a little cubby hole and all that. And I was so, you know, I met people from the South and terribly posh people. I remember, I remember there's one girl from Gerard's Cross who's terribly, terribly trendy and very yeah. posh. Never met anybody posh before. That was all very, you know, disconcerting. But I do remember there was a there was a woman called Ruth, and 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 we used to sort of all the girls used to sort of kind of gather around her single bed because we have these sort of horrible capsule rooms with all exactly the yeah. same sort of fittings and everything. And she was an ex nurse, I remember, and she used to tell us about well, orgasms, how to have an orgasm. Yeah. She used to give lessons on that. It was like it was like right, was come in, everybody. Was she a student? Yeah, she was a student. Yeah, she was a student. Yeah. She was an ex nurse. And she used to tell us, it was like a bedtime story. I just all coming back to me. We always sit around with our little mugs, you know. Oh, tell us about that, Ruth. Yeah. And she used to tell us about the things people used to get stuck up their vaginas in in casualty. Because she would, yeah, yeah, it was all that. Yeah, yeah. And basically how to have an orgasm. It was like, oh, yeah, okay. And then what you do? All right, okay. okay. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I know. It was all very useful. Much more useful than the lessons oh, we were doing. Much more useful. Ruth. Yeah, oh, yeah anyway, listen, we got sidetracked. I was telling you yes. about meeting Enzo. So my brother wasn't at this lunch, but the rest of his, my brother and my niece weren't at this lunch, but his wife and my nephew were, and then my sister and her son, his girlfriend and Phoebe and Tristram and all that kind of thing. And we opened all the doors to the back garden. So it was very well ventilated. Oh, very good. All, yeah, very all good. that. Very good. Um, uh, and everyone was sort of, there was no hugging or touching, but we were in the same room, but it was all very open plan. Anyway, uh, they, my sister-in-law, Penny, bought their little puppy Whippet, Enzo, who yeah. I have to say, Judith, I mean, he's a lovely dog. He's a, And I just wondered whether maybe he and Poppy, when they're a bit older, not now, because it'd be disgusting. <laughs> 
you could have sex and make some extraordinary babies. Oh, interesting I don't know idea. what the mix would be, so spaniel and whip it. So, yeah, you know, a spap yeah. it or a spip it or something like that. Yeah. So um, anyway, it's it's cappuccino coloured and it's very smooth haired and it's got a gentle Gorgeous. face and very, Gorgeous. very liquid brown eyes and it's slightly inquisitive, mm. but a little bit nervous as well. And a, just a, a very nice natured, because uh, my brother used to have this dog and I hope he never hears this because he would come round with a, a spade. Um, but he had this dog called Burst. It was a whippet. It had no personality whatsoever. But apparently, <laughs> apparently Enzo comes from a show business background. You see, I, yeah, I'm already thinking now. Do I want Poppy to be, you know, to be mated? I'm actually thinking like a like a parent. <laughs> okay, right. What were the not sure. Like? You know, what did I his think, father do? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Enzo's a bit gay anyway. I don't know whether Enzo would will ever be mm. interested in lady dogs. But he comes from a theatrical background. Um, in so much that um, some of his four doggies, uh, mm. grandparents, Crofts show dogs and things like that. They're oh, show dogs. Nice. I'm liking the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yes. So anyway, I, I had the family lunch and when I was preparing for the family lunch, I thought of you because I could only find five matching napkins. I thought I'm 60 year old. I'll, I'll, I'll say tut, that again. Tut. I know I'm 60 tut years tut. old. No, I think you need to. Yeah, you need to get down John Lewis and get yourself some decent napkins. Well, fact, now that I'm of an age. Do you know what? I, I mean, put napkins, my yeah. napkin shortage on Twitter and this woman tweeted back. I loved this tweet. She said uh, that she was given a table runner one Christmas, but she oh, thought yeah. it was a scarf and she wore it for <laughs> years. <laughs> I know what she means. They're crazy on those, aren't they, in um, in the States? They are completely pointless. What? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even I, I mean, you know what I'm like for soft furnishings. Even I don't really get table runners. But maybe and then the someone else them. tweeted me and she said that her mother was bought a set of placemats i think they were just linen ones you know those quite floppy ones oh yeah she used them for years as antimacassars <laughs> the table linen is actually quite versatile anyway the very sad thing i'm going to finish off about enzo the lovely little puppy the very sad thing was that it took to jeff right this tiny little sort of delicate beautifully colored little whippet thing it yeah. immediately zoned in on jeff immediately yeah, it did. And, and and I could see him. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. And he was sort of, you know, picking it up, nuzzling it and, like, you know, doing all that. And then he started sneezing. Oh, bugger. Yeah. That's your yeah, puppy. Because, you know, he's that's, a bit that's allergy. That's gone for a burden, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I thought, you know, even with a smooth-haired one, I thought, is he putting this on? Because he knows I've got a bit of a Dachshund fantasy thing going on. But I think, <laughs> you know, his eyes were streaming and all this kind of thing. And he started mainlining, you know, antihistamines. 
So I think I'm out of luck there anyway. I think you are, really. I think you are, yeah. But Saturday, of course, when we were having a family lunch and you were doing a puppy meeting. Yes, yes. It was the official forget the plague, let's go to the pub day. Did you go to to the pub? Yeah, of course I didn't go to the pub. Do you know what? I I think as I've got older, I've realised how much I don't like pubs. And it's taken me ages and ages to realise that actually I don't really like them. They're awful. I don't like anywhere that I can't sit down. I don't like yep. anywhere I can't hear myself speak. I don't like anywhere that sells me extortionately priced wine that tastes disgusting and gives me a hangover. Uh, no, I just, <laughs> I can't, and I look around and I think, oh dear. I mean, the only time you really want a pub is when it's snowing and you, you've hired a, a country cottage in a village. Oh, yes. Yes, and yes, you can yes. walk to a country pub that has a blazing fire. Yes, and only about six people ever come in, and there's yeah. a and fabulous a nice steak menu. and kidney pie, and a nice steak and kidney pie, not what, too expensive, no yeah. fuss, yeah, no fuss, <laughs> not fussy food, not pretentious, and some real ale. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that. My heart sinks if people say, oh, "Would you like, you know, would you like another round?" Part of anything else, I mean. God, have you have you bought a round lately? Oh, don't get my hand. Don't put my hand Jesus. in my purse. Jesus, do I remember that, doing it do. in Edinburgh. No, I go to the that... toilet. I go to the toilet. <laughs> when it's my hand. No, I've got a hip flask. I'm not doing that. Ridiculous. They cost so much money. The last time I bought a round, which honestly is it's a quite a long time, I got out at like ten pounds. I had to get out another another twenty. Yeah, it's like job with you, you and I. Completely. We're still living in 1970s currency, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In terms I mean, of I just don't think anything should cost more than £12. No, no. I mean, our local pub is is, is very not. But, you know, it's everything just costs so much money. But, you know, but the other thing is, to be honest, I, I'm fine for one drink. It's it's like, this is how I'm getting now. I'm fine for one drink of, of, of being sociable. But then after that, I think, well, that's fine. But, you know, I'd like that to be on the sofa watching Mad Men. You know, with a bit of a, yeah. with a bit of apricot crumble that I know is in the fridge that's left over. That's just that's yeah. really where I am. Absolutely, God, I'm with you. Hell. But um, I I didn't go sinking pints on Saturday because Judith had to work on Sunday. I had my first telly back in the telly studio. I noticed. And it was. Do you know what? I could have cried when I got in that studio. I was so glad. I was so glad to be in a very familiar environment. Yeah. That. I recognised and it sort of felt like another home and the cameramen were all there. I mean, there weren't as many people as you'd normally have. By so how was it strap. different? Yeah, so, oh, so hugely was it, different. Yeah. Okay, well, go on. So, so I get to the studio, Judith, and yeah. the first person I meet is a paramedic. Oh. And she's in green, you know, like a proper one. Uh, and she comes out and she said, um, you know, before you, you're taken through, uh, we just have to check your temperature. And I sort of opened my mouth and I thought, well, I hope she's not going to stick it up my bum, you know. Which way, where's she going to put the thermometer? She <laughs> said, no, 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 we don't do it like that. Stand here. And it's like a, it's an automated uh, thermometer thing. So Gosh. it kind of centres at your head and then a red bleep goes and it takes your temperature. Wow. Wow. And I passed. Would you like I... one of those, put a portable one of those to God, sort of yeah. shine I mean, at people? That would be quite well, good, I just think, you know, out. before you leave your house, before yeah, you go into the yeah. supermarket, just, you know, there you go. God, and that's impressive, up... isn't it? Oh, it was really impressive. It very seriously. Yeah. Right. So that... And then, um, yeah, no hair, no makeup, as uh, was evident on the screen and then I was taken up it was just basically I had to mic myself up I had so it was a very DIY TV thing but once you're actually on the set 
I mean, I wasn't snuggled up to the presenters. Obviously, there was at least, I think it was yeah. about two metres between us all. But it was very nice. And it, I was um, I was uh, plugging the older and wider uh, 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 Survivor's book. Guide to the Menopause book. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. they're two young men. So, you know, some of it went a bit above their heads. <laughs> well, I did. But... I didn't watch it all, but I watched a bit of it. And... Um... I watched the bit where you were talking about getting, you know, the anger that sort of comes with the menopause. And they did look quite frightened of yeah, you, Jenny. Bless. The two of them. I yeah, mean, what are they, in their 30s? About in their 30s, do you they think? They might be in their 40s because one of them's 40s. got, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, early 40s. I mean, the thing is, dude, we're getting so old that we look at men in their 40s and think they're 12. Oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> they've, God, all, they've both so had, um, you know, uh, children at college, that are college age and all oh, that sort of thing. Hell. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. So, um it was no, you did well. Nice. I think you did well. I mean, I had a I, lovely um, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think you did very well. Would you have preferred it if you'd had a sort of woman interviewer? Because they did. No, I don't think so. Because I don't think you can do that. I think that you know, men have got to be part of this as much as because uh, they're, they're you know we are half the population. They've got to live with us, so they've got to kind of brace themselves. Yeah, do, for what's do, to yeah. come. You know, if they're yeah. going to be living with a woman, I basically said, you know, if you've ever lived with uh, a woman of. Uh, uh, you know, who's fertile and doing that. I didn't know whether I was allowed to say periods on a Sunday morning. Uh, <laughs> I said, it's a bit like PMT, but it just doesn't stop. And that's when <laughs> one of them started blinking quite hard. But what was interesting on that programme was that one of the presenters admitted, and apparently this has been quite a thing and I wasn't aware of it. Um, he's called Tim Lovejoy. And mm. he admitted that he'd found lockdown incredibly hard and that um, it had really, really severely mentally affected him. Uh, he'd been stuck with three children, older teenagers and a seven-year-old, and uh, oh, you know, yeah. how incredibly hard this has been for so many people. I'm finding the new normal not good enough, actually. I'm, I am, this is where I am now and again catching myself feeling very, very low indeed but yes i but, think this sort of sort of despondency is kind of starting to creep in with me a bit really it's it's um yeah i don't know where the end of it is that's the thing i mean i just yeah you know, we don't know do we might all I come mean, back I'm again i'm hugely relieved might... that there's been you know a package a rescue package for the arts but whether it's going to be enough how they're going to share it out i mean it's that sort of the enormity of that problem is what really kind of makes me feel a bit vertiginous yeah. I, you know i know how difficult the problem with theatre is and I, you know, I'm too frightened to get on a plane. So whether I'd go to the theatre myself, I don't know. And I've nice. also had another exciting thing that um, a few weeks ago we wouldn't have been allowed to do. When I had publication day last Thursday for the book, I uh, gave myself the afternoon off and I met a girlfriend of mine in Dulwich Park. She's a young girl. Uh, I did panto with her about 10 years ago. And she's got girl-boy twins, uh, which is fascinating. I mean, it just, it's really interesting as, you know, to, to watch the dynamic of a pair of twins uh, in a park. And we went out on a pedalo, because that's new as well, because the pedalos have been under wraps for ages. I like ages. a pedalo. I'm fond of a pedalo. Oh, I love the way you can go backwards as well. You can go forwards, you can go backwards. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, you know, I was really in my element here. I don't know what you're like with small children, but I have never felt more like my father. I <laughs> just turned into my dad. I was on this pedalo and I was singing rude songs. And um, Singing rude songs? Yeah, really? yeah. 
Yeah, sort of songs about all these ducks and hens that were all around. Well, not hens; they were just ducks. What were um, you making them up, or do you yeah, remember your yeah. dad singing them? Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, it was me making them. Hey, fat ducky, fat fat ducky, you're the fattest <laughs> ducky I ever did see. And uh, and the, the little girl, because there's a girl one and a boy one. The little girl yeah. loved all the singing and really laughing at calling a duck oh. fat. She thought that was hilarious. And then for the boy, because he wasn't that impressed by the singing, I did crashing. I did crashing for him. He loved it. What, I, crashing I your the, pedalo? Yeah, crashing what, the pedalo crash... into teenagers. I'm impressed. Yeah, that was my best thing. Bloody hell, I'm yeah. impressed. So, God, you really did go down them. well. Oh, God, yeah. I'm very impressed. I would have thought you'd be too risk averse. No, not very on a pedalo, Judith, and I can swim, so I knew I was safe. <laughs> <laughs> I would be too risk averse. What are you like on a dodgem? Are you the sort of oh, person I think that they're dangerous. No, dodgems, oh, I think they're, they're whiplash. They've got a very high risk of, of neck injury, the dodgem. Uh, well, I'm not surprised. I remember on Grumpy Old Women, we did um, we did a sequence about, you know, the fact that you get really sort of frightened of everything when you get older. And we filmed at the Hoppings, which is my idea of hell in Newcastle, a travelling fair. And uh, so we filmed the sequence at the dodgems. It still makes me laugh when I think about it. And so instead of, you know, doing all the whizzing about, I just hogged the side, just went all, <laughs> just went round the edge. Cruising round the edge. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, God, when's yeah. it going to stop? That Brilliant. says it all, doesn't it, really, about about women of our age. All right, Judith, it's time for our culture roundup of the week. Now, you've done some homework, haven't you? There was uh, somebody yes. recommended something last week and you actually sat down and watched it. I did. Well, of course, I take the gang's recommendations very, very seriously. Somebody said that we should watch Days of the Bagnold Summer, that it was yeah. a feature film that we would really like and would speak to us. So I did that very thing. Um, so yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. It was really about, um, you know, a middle-aged woman, uh, who, whose teenage son, they were sort of stuck together over one yeah. summer, really. He was supposed to go away and he didn't go away. And it was kind of, you know, them starting to get on as adults, really. It's lovely. It's kind of gentle, um, but sort of affectionate. It's a good... Um, I haven't seen that scenario before as well. It's a good dynamic, isn't it? The mother-son, which I think is a really difficult thing when yes. you're a middle-aged woman, to find common ground with a teenage son. And I think that it's a good thing to watch now because in lockdown, there will be single parents, you know, mothers having to deal with God, teenage yeah. sons yeah. in the house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, And, you know, having to find something that... You can share, hopefully. I mean, because in the past, teenage boys just go out, don't they? <laughs> There's a wonderful sequence where she says, well, I think you should try and get a summer job. You know, why don't you take your CV round to look at various places? And he kind of, yeah, all right. And then he does that. And then there's a sequence where he just goes into a series of shops wearing the most ridiculous sort of outfit, like, you know, so off-putting. And he goes to stupid places like kind of boutiques, like really, really fancy ladies' boutiques, like yeah. like, like they're going to give him a job. And, he li and that is I so teenage boy, isn't it? Because teenage yeah, boys just kind of live on another planet. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. There were little touches like that, which was obviously like, I'm doing as, I, as she's told me to do, but I'm not giving giving it any thought at all. 
<laughs> well, that's well, it obviously was, a it was very nice. clever recommendation. And uh, uh, just repeat the title again, Judith, because I'm going to write it down if I have yeah, time. Yeah, it's called week, De- Days of the Bagnold Summer. And Bag- she's bag. called Sue Bagnold. It's, it's, she's, she, you know, so the it's a family character. called Bagnold. Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, it's good fun. Um, good fun. And uh, now, there's a really interesting thing. I'm going to recommend something just on your on your computer. Just have a look or your phone. And this is the body form womb film. Have you heard about this? Well, I uh, I hadn't heard of it, and when you mentioned it yesterday on the email, I um, I played it, and it's a very it's a really moving. Anyway, you go and tell tell the gang about it. It's good. Well, I've only watched it once, but I think it's worth just you know googling body form film. It's only a couple of minutes long. It's got a really good soundtrack, mm. and it's a mix of cartoons. So there's a, you know the inside of a woman's um, you know. Uh, reproductive system basically ovaries and all that you know I'm still a bit confused I should know more about this but and then it's intercut with uh, real women experiencing um, things you know that uh, period pains were probably endometriosis uh, coming on at school the menopause uh, there's a an awful uh, miscarriage story but it comes good in the end it's encapsulates you know a woman's nether regions throughout her life really what is going on inside you and so it's really clever sympathetic look at um you know what we all go through and i I, yeah i I just think that i don't know why they've made it but i'm really i'm really glad they have i think it's yeah no it is it's lovely um i'm also still enjoying magpie lane which i think is a great book club book and i've got demi moore's autobiography on the go for the shared nighttime story Mm -hmm. and she's got into her huge cocaine habit at the moment so i'm really enjoying that and I've got a young adult fiction for the bath because, um, you know, my eyes are difficult for, for reading print, um, but it's OK. It's it's easier in the bath because um, my eyes get steamed. Oh, so this is a really actual, lovely. This is an actual book that you read in the it's bath. It's an actual book that I'm oh, reading right. with my actual eyes. And it's a, it was long listed for the Women's Prize and it's called Red at the Bone. And because I wanted to read more black uh, female writers because I don't think I make enough effort. And this yep. is the ideal kind of um you know sort of if you if you haven't dipped your toe into enough black female writing then start here because it's a young adult fiction but it's a beautifully written novella really because it's only 160 pages of really beautiful writing from a woman called Jacqueline Woodson and it's a very small very neatly stitched patchwork quilt of a black family's backstory which uh, begins with the 16th coming of age party in 2001 but loops back to the massacres in Tulsa in 1921 which i had to google um and it was an appalling an appalling incident when white residents of tulsa were basically given the permission to attack their black neighbors and torch their properties so it's about color and class sex mistakes ambition Mm -hmm. gentrification all told by members of the same family i'm really enjoying it's very pared down um, and it's, but it's also very intense. So it's like a, it's like a brandy rather than a lager, if you know what I mean. Sounds good. Sounds yep. good. Uh, I'm still reading Grown Ups by Marion Keys, but do you know what though? I don't know whether you remember the sequence, um, or passage was where she, um, she sees it. Well, she's got obviously got a problem with food, hasn't she? And she one of the characters. Yeah. One of the female yeah. characters. Yeah. yeah. 
and she sees some Easter eggs and she go and she sort of talks you through that sort of sort thought process, which I don't know whether you've have got of kind of thinking, oh God, I really mustn't, I really won't, and I'm not going to, oh, but I might, and oh yes, I will. Um, and that sort of all that, you know, the texture of opening the, the silver and, and the yeah. kind of cracking of the chocolate, almost like it's She takes a you through a binge, thing. really, doesn't she? Yes, she does. She, that, that's exactly right. She takes you through this binge of, and she's had one and she might as well have another one. And oh, yeah. do you know what? I might have another one still. And actually there's another chocolate bar there. And it's- And it, this it's, orgy of chocolate eating. Yeah. And then the come down afterwards and the realisation that she's got to replace things and all this sort of thing, which involves getting into a car. And I think that book is- extraordinary because it not only is does it touch on some real nerves for a lot of women but it's also got some of the funniest passages that i've read in years proper yeah. laugh out loud funny which is incredibly hard to pull off in a novel and i really think marion keys you know deserves medals for everything she does she's not only a wonderful woman she writes like a dream and all those characters in that book are all relatable i absolutely i think it's a wonderful book mm -hmm. i really do mm -hmm. And now, yes, yeah, so TV-wise, we're on to telly now, uh, still very deep in The Sopranos, but I think uh, Series 4 might be the weakest, and we're on Series 4. Very funny email from uh, one of our listeners, uh, Joe57, proud gang member, who's also been watching The Sopranos, who has noticed that our lead married couple, Tony and Carmela Soprano, have had the same bed linen for all four seasons. <laughs> Oh, Joe, that is an excellent older and wider observation there, Joe. She's not watching it for the storyline, for the, you know, the gangland killings and all that kind of thing. She's like, oh, look at that, Carmella, really? You haven't changed your bedclothes for years on end. I mean, it is the most extraordinary thing. And it's very once you notice it, you can't stop noticing it. Excellent observation. Excellent. Now, we're getting on to the emails, Judith. We've had some anti-rolling uh, panty advice from Sandy, who's discovered sloggy, double-comfort Thai knickers. That's T-A-I knickers, which she said should be renamed Goldilocks knickers, as they're not too high, not too low, and the waistband is strictly non-roll. <sighs> Count us in. Count us in for those. Yeah. yeah. Bloody good. She also said that she's got her 36-year-old daughter hooked on our podcast and that it got her through a tricky labour. Oh, that's nice. We've got Imagine some younger that. listeners. Get us. Get us. And yeah. guess what? Somebody said they'd like to buy my painting of the oranges furious. that I put on what I put on the Instagram. Furious when I read that, absolutely. And some bile came up in my throat. I really had to choke <laughs> it down. I just thought, hold on here, hold on here. I posted... 70 artworks over lockdown on my Twitter feed. Nobody offered to buy what, you know, even one of the fuckers. I mean, you've got your, your, it was your oranges, wasn't it? Your, your oil oranges. oranges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit the spot, that did. Listen, we've got, uh, we have to get move on. We have things to do. But when are you going to have the two potatoes that are you at the sun table? We had them last potato night, crop? Judith. Oh, you've eaten yeah. them? Yeah. And, and? Well, we had some other potatoes that I was cooking. I do sometimes do uh, baby new potatoes, but I bake them. It's a little bit of oil, you know, so you just nice. put them in the oven for 40 oh, minutes. Yes. Delicious. Mm -hmm. And these two stood out, honestly. They really did. Of course did. they did. We marked them did. up in the dish so we knew which ones they were. Marcus. Taste sensation, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we're farmers now. We're the Campbell farmers. Oh, of course you are. Uh, the wellies, musicians, next. farmers, we will... Um, well, what we'll do now is we'll play out with a theme tune and we would encourage you at this point 
to pick up something you can blow into or shake and maybe have your own little music moment. Uh, so, sure. Judith, I will uh, love you and leave you and hope yep. you have a great week and I look forward to talking to you again this time next week. So, Absolutely. goodbye, everybody. Yep. Uh, take care. Lots of love. Bye-bye. Hello, Jenny here. Just a quick PS. If you're interested, Little Lifetimes, the 15-minute monologue series that I wrote are still available um, on Sounds and also still live, BBC Radio 4, on Wednesday nights at 11 o'clock. Much easier to listen on Sounds at a reasonable hour of the day. And I'd also like to plug Older and Wider, A Survivor's Guide to the Menopause, which is available from all good bookshops and online right now. Various prices. Try and get yourself a good deal. Cheers all. Bye.